Coming up next is one of the young, bright female stars in our game, and that's Gabby Powell. She is the co-host of the Three Courses Show out there available on GolfNation.com. Before I get to Gabby, let me remind you about our friends over at Squares Golf. And folks, do you sway and you're off balance in your golf swing? You know what? It could be your shoes. A golf shoe needs structure to provide stability and reduce sway. How can you tell if your shoes lack structure and are hurting your game? If you can hold your shoes by the toe and heel and twist it, toss it. Squares was designed for the perfect balance of structure and comfort. Isn't it time you tried Squares? Try the new Speed Bolt at squares.com. That's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com. Looking for the ultimate Myrtle Beach golf experience? Well, it's only a click away. Check out the two-play special at two of America's most awarded public golf courses, Caledonia Golf and Fish Club and True Blue Golf Club. They are low country masterpieces featuring two iconic Mike Strands designs. Play these two incredible courses for one great price. Visit CaledoniaGolfAndFishClub.com to learn more about the two-play special and book your tee time today. Again, that's CaledoniaGolfAndFishClub.com. Okay, now next on the tee with me is Gabby Powell. Gabby is the co-star of the new Golf Nation Series 3 courses, which you can watch out on GolfNation.com. She and her co-host, Hannah Liner, who will join me here in a couple of weeks, they've done three episodes so far, including one right here in Atlanta, along with episodes in Phoenix and San Diego. Prior to joining Golf Nation, Gabby played her college golf at Florida International University from 2017 to 2021. There, her average score every year improved. She majored in marketing. She had several top 10 finishes while she was there playing in college. Plus, in the South Florida PGA Junior Tournament, she was practically a weekly top 10 finisher. She also is a long drive specialist where she's hammered drives over 360 yards. She's the co-founder of the Forward Tees Foundation, and I'm thrilled I get to have her with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Gabby, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. How's it going? It's going really well. Tell me about you. My goodness, the oh, things that goodness. you're doing now, you, you got to be one of the most busy people in the golf industry. Oh, I'd say pretty close to it. Um, I've kind of actually been all over the world this year, and it's just amazing how that tiny little ball can take you all over the world. Let's go back. I want to start at the beginning with you. I'm always interested to hear the story because you are such an accomplished player. When did you first start playing the game and who was the first person to put a club in your hand? Yeah, so um, I didn't start playing golf till I was about 15 years old. So I started later than most of the girls. Um, I played basketball growing up competitively and I got into that freshman year of high school and realized, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to play this in college. My body was beaten up and I just kind of was burnt out. So my mom actually came to me, suggested golf. She heard a lot of girl golf scholarships get thrown away each year or go unused, let's say. Um, and my high school team was looking for girl golfers. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll try it. And I go to the range for the first time and I actually got the ball in the air and I just fell in love with the game of golf, uh, made it on the high school team and a lot of sweat and tears. I'll tell you that um, really, really worked my butt off on trying to get better. And my dad played a little bit of golf growing up, but nothing crazy. But once I got into the game, that's when he really started getting into it more, of course, and was helping me. Um, and then of course, you know, 
getting family memberships at golf courses was important to, you know, really be able to work at the game and for me to be able to practice every day. And really just for me, it was to really get that experience on the golf course and be, to be able to play. Right. Because I was so behind in the sense of not much experience on the golf course to be able to get scores going. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. And from there, I, you know, had the ambition and determination to play in college and I reached out and I knew I wanted to stay in Florida for college. So I, you know, for me as a, you know, more beginner golfer wanting to play in college, I had to reach out to the college coaches when let's say, you know, some girls, you know, the top junior girls are having colleges come to them. It was different for me. So I was reaching out to coaches, you know, making a little golf resume, playing in as many, you know, junior events as I could to be able to get some good scores up there. And then that's where I came to commit to FIU and played four years there. You got good really quickly for someone who came to the game later on. And like I mentioned, in the South Florida section, you were a top five, top 10 player in their tournaments pretty consistently throughout your junior career. I, I know you said it was through blood, sweat and tears, but for most of us, it takes about 10 years just to get bad at the game. <laughs> you you rose up pretty darn quickly. Yeah, um, I, you know, I don't think during high school, once I made it on that high school team, I don't think there was a day that went by that I wasn't hitting a golf ball. Um, every single day I was working at the game and I, I knew I need to play in as many events and practice as much as I could to be able to even get close to the level of some of the other girls I've been playing since they were maybe five years old. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, from let's just say sophomore year of when I started, I think, you know, during high school, there are nine hole matches, but districts, regional states are 18 holes. I think sophomore year, my first year of playing, I think I maybe shot 120. And then to senior year, I think I shot 76. So it it was I'm telling you, it was a grind for sure. And you clearly hammer the golf ball. Have you always had a powerful swing or was that one of the things that you were out there trying to develop? Yes, um, I've actually, I've always been technically a long hitter and I think actually that's why initially my the FIU golf coach came out to watch me because he could, didn't really believe that I you know could hit the ball 260 with the driver um so I've kind of always been a long hitter like especially in tournament play um especially with the irons um and then you know going into the long drive story that's something you know different we can get into that you know, if you want, <laughs> but yeah, I've always been considered a long hitter in golf. I guess it's just maybe the jumps from basketball that got me there. <laughs> so when did the realization hit you? You know what? I can hit the ball an awfully long way. Let me go ahead and give this long drive thing a chance. Yeah. So I actually, um, had a couple friends, some of the guys that were in long drive and it never really came to my mind to try and do it. Um, but I actually had Anthony Livingston, who's on the senior division of World Long Drive, reach out to me last April to come out to the Hope Sound event, um, which is in my hometown, to come out and do social media for the event because he wanted some more you know, eyeballs on the event here in Hope Sound. And I said, hey, no problem. Um, you know, I would love to. And he was like, well, why don't you compete? Like, 
we need a couple more ladies to compete in Hope Sound. Like you should compete. And I was like, well, I don't know. I've never done that before. Like, I don't know. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll give you a couple, you know, um, lessons and, uh, you know, show you kind of the ropes. Um, you should try it. I'm like, all right, well, what do I got to lose? And keep in mind, this was two weeks before the competition. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So I'll go out. He teaches me kind of how to swing longer, swing harder, and kind of like using a longer shaft and be able to get that feel. And I go out to my first, the event in Hope Sound. And I was super, I wasn't even nervous. I think it was more the adrenaline was just pumping. Okay. So I go out to my first set. I get up on the tee box. Barely could tee up the first ball because I was shaking so bad with all the adrenaline. Got it up, and I think I had my longest ball of the competition in my first set of 318 yards because of just all the adrenaline. And I ended up making it all the way to the finals and getting second place by six yards in my first event ever and just absolutely fell in love with it. So I was like, well, I can't stop now. Like, uh, when's the next event? When I was doing the research, you're actually over 360 yards in some of the events, correct? Yeah, I had my PR uh, personal record in Denver back in June at 367. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about your new show on Golf Nation. It's called Three Courses. How'd that opportunity come your way? Um, Yeah, so Hannah and I have... uh, done a lot of stuff together and we were kind of filming some other youtube stuff and uh we actually met jock which is the director of three courses through doing some other filming and we we just had that relationship where that kind of came about of us coming on the three courses hannah was your teammate when you guys were at fiu and during one of the episodes she talks about being a little uncomfortable now being even though you guys are just playing and there's betting going on it's dinner drinks or whatever it is not comfortable being on the opposite side having to play against you because you guys are so used to being a great team together talk about now having the opportunity to kind of jab at each other a little bit and maybe win a bet from her when you guys are doing one of the episodes um i mean we can get competitive with each other and i feel like we're not only competitive with each other on the course, but we are off the course just to try and make each other better. But yes, I can say usually we are teammates. And even nowadays in scramble events, we are teammates and we know we're a domination together. So that's why when we're going against each other, it's kind of like, eh, we'd rather be teammates because we know how to hype each other up and make birdies together. But it's all fun and games. You know, we always want each other to do the best that we can. You guys ask three questions at the top of each show. Where are we playing? What are we eating? And can I have a drink now? Talk about getting to sample the best of the local fare in each of the cities you get to travel to. Oh, yes. It was absolutely amazing to be able to, you know, obviously when you go to a new city or new place, you want to be able to try new places, right? It's like if you're in a new city, you don't really want to go to Olive Garden. You know what I mean? Not no shame, like no, no hate to Olive Garden, but like you want to try something new, something, something exciting. So yeah, being in Arizona, Phoenix or Atlanta and San Diego, like it was just so awesome to be able to kind of see the, even the scenery of in the different towns and the, you know, differences and just have a new taste of flavor in each town. 
Yeah. So as you mentioned, the third episode was filmed here in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. You got to go out and be at the Bobby Jones Golf Course, only a few years old here in Atlanta after they went through the redesign. But what did you think of the Bobby Jones course when you guys got to go out there and play it? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I love the reversible nine setup. Um, course was in great shape and it's just really fun and easy to just go out and play quick nine, um, which actually the world long drive championship is going to be at Bobby Jones coming up here in October, October 18th to the 22nd. When you two were out there in San Diego for the second episode, you visited a 70-year-old golf course called Goat Hill Golf Club. And as was said in the show, it's the most chill course in San Diego because no dress code, dogs are allowed on the golf course. What'd you think of Goat Hill? Yeah, I mean, I love the chill vibe type of courses. Um, It just makes you feel more at home, more relaxed, be able to go out there, have some fun and, you know, I mean, it's definitely a different vibe than going to, you know, maybe a private country club. You get to just relax, have a couple of drinks, meet some other people. It's just super lax, lax, really close to the beach out there. Um, the weather was awesome. Like it, it couldn't have been better out there. It actually looked like it was kind of cold. I thought I saw at one scene that uh, Hannah had like a blanket on her. It seemed like it may have not been the, the traditional. It's 75 and sunny here in San Diego. Uh, it was a little chilly, but hey, it, it's definitely a nice change, especially when, uh, you know, where I'm from in Florida, you're you're always sweating out the golf course. So it was definitely, <laughs> definitely a nice change. You've had those three episodes drop so far. Are you allowed to give us a glimpse into what cities you might be visiting in upcoming episodes? Um, no, not yet. Um, I guess you're just going to have to stay tuned and see. <laughs> All right. That's fair. As you've mentioned, some long drive events coming up. Talk about what's on the horizon for you. Um, I just finished out in Kingsport, Tennessee, which was one of the three, the first of the three major championships, basically, for long drive. Next is in Oceanside, San Diego, um, October 1st, I believe. So currently preparing for that. And then uh, World Championships and actually Bobby Jones in Atlanta, October 18th. Outside of the long drive events and the things that you're doing with three courses there on Golf Nation, do you have other things going on, other things that may be going on with in the Golf Nation platform or outside of it? Um, nothing currently. Just uh, really working on, you know, personal brand stuff and uh, long drive and, you know, looking forward to, you know, being able to travel as much as I can before the end of the year. Gabby, before I let you go, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's following you online, it's on Golf Nation, or over social media? Yep. Uh, you guys can find me anywhere at Gabby Powell, G-A-B-I-P-O-W-E-L-1-L. A lot of people mistake that. But um, yeah, I'm Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all the same, at Gabby Powell. Well, Gabby, it's been great having you part of, as part of the show tonight. I hope we get the privilege of catching up with you down the road a little bit. Uh, you're a lot of fun and you're doing a lot of great stuff. We'd love to stay up to date with what you're doing. Awesome. Really appreciate it, Chris. All right. Take care, Gabby. All the best to you and Adam. Look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks. Bye. See ya. That is Gabby Powell. Again, G-A-B-I-P-O-W-E-L is how you can follow her on social media. GolfNation.com is is the platform. Three Courses is the name of the show. And again, they've they've dropped three episodes. 
so far. Started out in Phoenix, went to uh, San Diego, and now here in Atlanta. And shout out to our friend Jason Kuiper, who is the director of instruction over there at the Bobby Jones Golf Course. He's fantastic. We've had the privilege of having him on the show a couple of times. Hopefully we get that privilege again real soon. But shout out to Rich Katz for helping set up the interviews with both Gabby and Hannah again in a couple of weeks. And shout out to the folks over at the Bobby Jones Golf Course, a wonderful facility, great golf course, great practice facilities, a wonderful putting green that you get to practice on there as well. Hopefully we get the opportunity to get out there again soon and uh, looking forward to having Gabby back as part of the show. She's fantastic. We'll catch up with her again soon. Folks, before I close up shop tonight, you've heard me talk about some great products that I saw at the PGA Merchandise Show. And another one that stood out to me is On Point Golf. Game-changing, three-dimensional ball markers that science shows will help us see the line better when we're putting and therefore make more putts and lower our scores. See for yourself why Jim Furyk and I are big fans by going online to onpointgolf.us. All right, my friends, it is time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the Tee. My sincere thanks again to Tom Patry, Terry Hashimoto, Mark Wiebe, and Gabby Powell for joining me this week. Next week, I'll actually be out in L.A. My brother-in-law has stage 4 colon cancer that is spread to his liver, so we're going to be at City of Hope while uh, he has surgery that'll put him back on the road to being cancer-free. I believe that that is exactly what's going to happen. And for those of you who do believe, please say a prayer for him. I'll be back here on the show the following week for a special Ladies' Night Out edition of Next on the Tee because scheduled to join me then are Top 50 LPGA instructor Kelly Stenzel. We'll be back on the show. I've been trying to get Kelly back on for a while now, so it's going to be great to finally get an opportunity to catch up with her. Seven-time Canadian Ladies' Long Drive champion Lisa Longball-Vluswick will make a long overdue return to the show. And like I mentioned earlier, Gabby Powell's co-host on three courses, Hannah Liner, will join me as well. So it's going to be a really fun show, folks. I hope you'll come back and join us and be a part of it with us. Folks, you can find this show available as a podcast just about everywhere you get your podcast content. In particular, we're out there on TribLive.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audioboom, Player.fm, and on Good Pods. And my thanks to those folks for making this show one of their recommended podcasts. Please download their free app and stream your favorite podcast right there on your favorite device. But most of all, my sincere thanks to all of you for being the greatest supporters in the history of podcasts. I appreciate you all so very much. Until two weeks from now, hit them straight, my friends.